The following episode is brought to you by the generous donations of Elizabeth Clark, Daryl Delaney, Ryan Royce, Darren Katzka, Irene Viarito, Laura Pickren, Jessica Smith, Devious Pop-Tart, Natasha Rallerson, Richard Cree, The Cam Family, Charles Compton, Dustin Troop, Rebecca Miller, Edvarth Arnoff, Michael Clark, and David Scrams, along with all of our generous patrons. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. Renewed an actual play podcast set in the Eberron campaign setting. I'm your game master, Eric, and welcome to the final episode of our first arc for this campaign. Um, hope you all have been enjoying it. Uh, what happened last time is the gang found themselves face to face with the representative of House Caneth, uh, but they managed, due to Hobbes' heroic ability, to uh, at least clear a path uh, through to get out of there. So we will see how that plays out for them and how we wrap up this adventure where they attempt to get the shipping manifest from House Caneth. Uh, hope you all have been enjoying this. Uh, but before we get into the main episode, much like last week, we are going to uh, take a look at a time when Reynard Turnvale was taken in by the Sharn City Watch uh, down in the Lower Memphis Plateau uh, so I hope you enjoy that short scene, and then we will have the episode proper after. Okay, Reynard. So you find yourself sitting in a uh, very simple, non-decorated room, about 10 feet by 10 feet. Um, you're sitting in front of a table. Um, there's a chair uh, on the opposite side of the table. You're obviously sitting in a chair. Uh, and you've been waiting in here for probably uh, 20 to 40 minutes, you know, time kind of starts to drag on when you're left alone with your dark thoughts. Um, and, uh, yeah, you also see, um, maybe, maybe a familiar sight. Um, have you ever been brought in by the city watch before Reynard? Like, is this a kind of a regular occurrence for you? I would imagine so. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, you, you see the large, uh, quote unquote mirror, um, in the room. Uh, and you can see yourself um, staring back. Um, and, you know, you you look like you often do on a, a busy night in the Lower Memphis Plateau when you were uh, pilfering your trade. Uh, there wasn't a job for you from the clan that night. So you were taking advantage of the, uh, the wealthy folk headed home from the casino. Um, after sitting there for, like I said, 20 to 40 minutes... Um, the door opens, um, and you see a woman come in. Uh, she's, uh, clearly wearing, um, it's clear that she was wearing armor, like the, her city watch armor, but she has taken it off given the, the circumstances. Um, she walks in holding, um, a stack of 
parchment uh, kind of flipping through them. Uh, and she doesn't even really regard you at first, like look at you. Um, and she just kind of kicks the door shut behind her with her heel. Reynard Turnvale. Pretty boy sleuth for House Fearlin, taken in for pickpocketing in the Lower Memphis Plateau. And she kind of crosses the room and uh, not slams the papers down, but kind of lets them fall onto the table and pulls the chair out and looks deep into your eyes. So, Reynard, what happened? Well, I do appreciate you I mean, keeping me waiting. Oh, you know, anticipation sometimes uh, makes the experience that much more exciting. Well, it is nice to see you again. Here we are. Yeah. And, you know, Reynard, I gotta be honest, I... I appreciate uh, you keeping my life interesting. And, you know, uh, typically the type of folks that I bring in in my precinct uh, aren't as put together as a House Fearland boy. But I got to ask, since you've been hanging around, my life hasn't gotten any easier. But you should be somebody else's problem, right? Surely your house isn't looking for information amongst the dregs of the casinos and the bars. You got bigger fish to fry up top, right? Well, what's life without a little taste of the dramatics? And Reynard gives a big hand flare <laughs> as he says dramatics. <laughs> you know, every time we do this, um, we probably spend about the first... Uh, 30 minutes of our time with you just uh, zinging one-liners at me and making dramatic gestures. So how about this time uh, we pretend like we've gone back and forth like this uh, 20 more times and we actually get down to brass tacks. I'm sick of seeing you in here, Reynard. Fine, ruin all the fun. I want... I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that... Uh, This district doesn't deal with the houses. The houses have no uh, stake down here. Now, if you were about four feet shorter with the last name Boromar, I could understand. But you're Reinhard Turnvale of House Fearland. You're a musician. You spy on people. What are you doing in my precinct? Well, if you haven't gathered, I now have no stake in the houses. Really? Forgive me if I don't immediately take the word of a member of the house noted for their subterfuge and lies. So, I mean... As far as I knew, you were born into a house. You were a made man. You were in there for life. And they don't let people go so easily. So what could you have possibly done to get out? 
Well, we all do make mistakes. I'm sure you've looked in the mirror today and figured that out for yourself. Okay. Okay. If we're going to be like that, then we can be like that. Reynard, I'm about two or three more uh, incidences away from just calling up some contacts and turning you into the house itself because I'm sick of you being my problem. So either you give me a decent reason to believe that the house doesn't want you around or you can take it up with them. Or, you know, if that doesn't, uh, doesn't satisfy you, maybe we can go straight to the Citadel. We can get, uh, get the King's shield involved. I mean, you are a dangerous person. I would have to assume if you're lying to uh, a high ranking member of the city watch. And you, you look at this, this woman sitting across from you. Um, and like, she's got very kind of dark auburn eyes and looking into them, you, you see the look of a woman that is, just about out of craps to give like um <laughs> she uh like it's not a malicious thing it's a it's probably four in the morning like it's it's been a long day and um you were probably the last thing that she wanted to see come across her desk um so that's kind of where she's at uh she's not like about to throw you in a hole or anything but it's just a um, very, uh, very tired look. Well, I can tell when I've lost an audience. So, why don't you just get to the point then? Ask me exactly what you want to know from me. I mean, how did... How did a pretty Falarn boy like you end up in such an ugly place like this? What could you have possibly done? What mistake could you have made for the house to uh, think that your services were no longer worth their time? Because from where I'm sitting, it seems like other than getting caught maybe once to, uh, every now and then. Uh, you seem pretty skilled because I can't imagine that we are catching you every single time that you go home with uh, a bit more gold than you left with. No, I will inform you, you do not. <laughs> well, as you might gather, I do enjoy my uh, wealth. <laughs> um, I did come from quite a bit of wealth, but it seems I've never been one for um managing greed so occasionally i would um take a little more than i was owed i guess and let me guess your dumb butt didn't give the house their cut well As you can imagine, well, it does become rather taxing to 
counts everything out all the time. <clears throat> Mistakes have been made. Fair enough, Reynard. And uh, for what it's worth, um, let's just say that you not being associated with the house anymore seems like to be what's best for you. Seem to be thriving down here. So here's the deal. I got to keep you overnight here. I know normally this is a catch and release kind of relationship. We bring you in, you flash those just before a storm gray eyes, and then we kick you back out on the street and you stumble home. But this time, we're going to have to keep you at least overnight. And uh, we'll release you in the morning, but we got to keep you off the street. Oh, well, I see you also have a flair for the dramatics. Okay. Um, well, I hope you all have enjoyed this uh, fun little insight into Reynard Turnvale and how he ended up in the Lower Memphis Plateau. And now we're going to have our regularly scheduled programming, um, the finale of the Destined Manifest arc. So, yeah, hope you all enjoy it. You can say bye, Trevor. Oh, bye, Trevor. <laughs> okay, so are you all... Are Is is everybody unified in making a break for the skiff, I guess is the question. Hobbs says goes, Eris starts running. Okay. Like, if, if yeah, Hobbs has, like... has opened... If Hobbs has opened a lane, Eris will run through it. Okay. Um, Hob, Hobbs' thought is... We've gotten the manifest. He is not concerned right now about finding out what other mysterious thing is happening in this warehouse. The job yep. was the manifest. The job is done. Okay. And he's not um, the leader, but he's going to make it to where they can finish the job. And if they decide they need to talk to this woman more, he'll just protect them from the other three Warforged or no, the, what he must do. So, uh, Kath, Sana, and uh, Sigil are good with making a break for it as well. Um, Reynard, are you good with that as well? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yes. So you all, uh, on the signal of Hob crushing three Warforged under the weight of his shoulder, um, book it for um, for the skiff. <clears throat> um, you hear um, you hear the woman from behind you um, as you all load into the skiff to take off. Um, shout! Shoot them from! Shoot them from the sky! Um, <laughs> And you see oh, the three other Warforged no. take off running towards the edge of the platform. Um, and they leap off as you all pull away. Um, they leap could off Milo the edge of the a, platform. Could, would Milo be able to get a blast off? If you want to, yes, but then you're not going to get on the skiff as quickly. And we're going to enter combat. Okay, never mind. We're on the skiff. Okay. We're, we're going. You all uh, take off. They leap off, and from beneath their feet, you see green circles appear as they begin to fly through the air um, on essentially circular hoverboards. They're called sourcelets in Eberron. Um, 
And you also see um, the skiff that would have transported um, the woman there with a couple of other Warforged also break away and start chasing after you. So we are now in a skill challenge um, as you all try to make a getaway. Okay. Awesome. So, um, <laughs> so unless somebody was going to say anything different than um, Sigil was hopping behind uh, the wheel, so That's to speak. Fine. Um, so, um, this is just like the train heist uh, from the one shot where you all just need to identify skills that you would like to utilize to benefit your all's getaway from this situation. Um, whether it's actively trying to stop your pursuers, whether it's trying to navigate through the city via shortcuts or just avoiding known points of congestion through knowledge checks, um, things like that. So like knowledge underworld would give you a good insight of like potential smuggler shortcuts, things like that that you could take. Um, you could use your um, magic skills to try and manipulate things behind you to slow them down. Um, but we're, we're looking for non-combat checks. So things like ranged, brawl, um, the attack spell with Arcana, we're not trying to use those right now. Can, but other uses of spells, we can. Can I attempt to disrupt their source leads um, through Artifice? Like, can I, I mean, essentially, since Artifice uses items, um, can I quickly enchant a, something with with a with a? I guess the dispel. The spell is a spell, right? That's yes. Um, yep. I guess that's what I'm describing is attempting to dispel. So using dispel for something like this, because we are dealing with a um, a vehicle that is powered by magic. Um, it, because it is a, and this is a unique thing to Eberron, mm -hmm. because it's a permanent source of magic, something that has been enchanted, uh, in a fixed sense mm -hmm. that does upgrade the difficulty once to try and dispel the magic innate in it. Okay. Let's see. What's the range on dispel normally short. Uh, so basically it would be a five purple check for you to try this because, <laughs> the, because you would need the ranged upgrade to reach them. Okay, so it's I possible. I, I you can was, absolutely do it. I was but. picturing them closer behind us. There's no no plausibility that I succeed on a five purple spell. There's very little plausibility that I succeed on a five purple check. You could also use an upgrade. Um, I mean, it's just five. You said at one point you said upgrade. Is it five purple or is it four purple and a red? No, five five purple. But I'm saying you could use an upgrade to right. increase the chances of a triumph or something like that. So. But yeah, dis dispelling magic on a, a fixed source is difficult. Sure, sure. Um, you could uh, if you in, wanted. In that oh, case, go ahead. in that case, uh, I would like to try and um, affect the enchantment in our skiff to okay. make it go faster. Okay, perfect. Um, so that's going to be the augment spell. Uh, um, sure just from a flavor standpoint. Yeah, that, no, that makes um, perfect sense. And um, so augment is normally too difficulty. There's actually um, there's actually just a haste yep. upgrade to it. So that would seem like the obvious thing that we're doing here. Yep. Okay. Um, I have the difficulty set for you. Okay. What does our pool look like right now? 
uh, story points. You have three, I have two. I will spend one. Okay. Uh, okay. I have your upgrade. Cool. Oh my oh. gosh. So that is a failed check. So, um, unreal. I'm gonna use two of those to heal back my strain from from that spell. Um, and the other two, I'm trying to come up with a good narrative reason why I could pass some boost dice by what I'm doing here, because I'm attempting to enchant the vessel, not anything anyone's doing. Well, um, um, I mean, you, you, you attempted to cast uh, a haste spell on it, um, and perhaps um, rather than giving it a strong boost of speed, um, you've more stabilized the. What if Go I, got, I got an idea? They're, they're roll, we're rolling, and they're rolling, right? It's not. It's not just us rolling until we get enough successes. No, it is only you rolling. Oh, okay. Then never mind. What I was going to suggest doesn't make any sense. Um, well, okay. Well, here I guess it can narratively. Uh, I in in the process of doing this, whatever I'm working on is I'm trying to inscribe this. All of a sudden, it like flashes and 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 flickers and all of a sudden we have a i have left behind a substantial smoke cloud from whatever went wrong as i was trying to inscribe this spell on the whole of our ship okay um that will obscure their view for a bit uh and this will provide a boost to whoever is is next in the round uh, okay to whatever degree that makes sense how's that sound yeah okay um okay so um, you, that's one failure. Um, so Sigil takes a turn around a tower and begins to descend, um, further down into the city. Um, the problem being, uh, that having taken that corner, um, it's, it's late enough now to where all of the big events happening in the lower part of the city, people's dinners, theater shows, things like that. Um, everybody's on their way home now. So there's a lot of traffic Mm -hmm. in between the towers. So basically what that means is any attempt to try and disrupt them on checks moving forward um, is going to be more difficult because you're having to aim around people driving. Mm -hmm. So okay. um, um, Milo be, I mean, has lived in Sharn all his life. So I would like to think that he's really familiar with, you know, back ways, places to go to try to escape. Yep. So you would like to be like, and maybe if there's a way to get away from the traffic. Okay. Or at least as much um, traffic. So those, um, that sounds to me like either a knowledge underworld or a knowledge uh, or a, a streetwise check. I have streetwise. Well, so it'll be Milo's check, and then you'll be able to go here in a second, Reynard. Oh, okay. Underworld or streetwise? I guess he's not as familiar with Sharn as he thought. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you are an innately intelligent person. Four green is a very yeah, good Yeah, four green. Yeah, it's cool. four. I, well, yeah, knowledge underworld looks good. <laughs> okay, give me just a second. Um, I couldn't find it for a second. <laughs> My streetwise is not good. Well, it's decent, um, I guess. Okay, go ahead. 
Hey. Nice. Two success and one advantage. All right. Okay, would you just like to pass a boost with that advantage? Uh, yeah, that sounds like a very good idea. So Milo's like, okay. all right, quick, turn turn right, very next one, and hoof it that way. Okay, so yeah, you, you just basically, with that check, you know these towers and the throughways extremely well. Um, so you know the normal roads to take. So yeah, you are able to point sigil, like turn here, uh, dive down a little. Um, Reynard, did you want to go ahead and do a streetwise? Yeah, can I use that boost? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are, are you ready? Yep. Oh. 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 Okay. Hello. I think we won. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> so, um, three so, successes, yeah. an advantage, and a triumph, right? Yep. Uh, so, with that streetwise, uh, Reynard, you remember. Um, from perhaps time with your family or just time that you spent in on on the streets um, working, um, you remember a shortcut that a lot of um, seedy individuals use to pass by undetected. So Sigil takes a hard right at your um, at your direction and flies just in a gap between two towers that leads into almost like a tunnel that he's having to pilot his way through. Um, he is very stressed out. Um, but yeah, what would you like to do with the triumph? Um, <clears throat> I would like to not have those people catch us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that's the function of this whole thing, Trevor. Okay. Um, <laughs> so um, you could use it to get um, an automatic three more success towards your ultimate victory, um, saying that like they were not expecting that turn. And so you put a sizable amount of distance between uh yourself and them mm -hmm. um you could do something very uh kind of narrative with it to provide hob an upgrade on whatever check he makes um okay. to make it more likely that he's going to succeed um because basically the way the way i'm running the skill challenge just so you all know um i found uh an interesting rule in a foundry um item called a hazard track for um for skill challenges to where big effects happen um, anytime a, a check is failed. So like the dense traffic thing is a result of a failed check kind of thing. Um, so you can get three more success right now or make it more likely that the next person to go um, succeeds on their roll, which would prevent one of those hazard things from happening. So whichever you would like, Trevor. Um, life. I feel like but, the first is more beneficial, right? Okay. Yeah. Three more success. Yeah. Okay. So that gets you all up to eight total success. Um, okay. Hob, what would you like to do? I'm, uh, I'm not cut out for this. Uh, Hob <laughs> is not. <clears throat> Hob, Hob doesn't have um, knowledge of much. So you have knowledge underworld. I, I've been trying to figure out how to make knowledge underworld work. My only thing I can think is we're in this skiff. If if I know of a place we could like even like maybe a garage that we could lay low at or something. Yeah. If assuming we can lose them, like lose they make them lose sight of us for just long enough that we can pull into some 
yeah, he knows a he knows a guy who owns a who owns a garage or or whatever a skiff might be able to fit into some sort of opening open warehouse type thing. Um, I mean, if that's what you want to do, you can. Um, there, I mean, you could also reasonably use something like coercion or um, discipline to uh, to affect the world around you. Um, so, I mean, if you want to go with knowledge underworld, that's totally fine. Um, but just know that that's not your limitation, I guess. Well, no, my limitation is my imagination, Eric. I'm well aware of that. Uh, um, hang on, let me look. I have a. Uh, how how I mean, how could I use coercion, guys? Can you think of anything I could do that would involve coercion? Because that's absolutely my, like, uh-oh. I like it. <laughs> I mean, you could be a real jerk to encourage Sizzle to go Sigil to go faster. Uh, although I don't know if. I don't know if that's within within who Hob is. Um, I mean, could I? Are there people in front of us, like these people who are leaving the restaurants and the theaters and stuff? And I could just be up at the bow of the ship, just screaming at people to get out of the way. Some real hard road rage. Yeah, yeah, you could absolutely road rage your way through this. Okay, that's what I'm doing then. I love okay, it. so let me. <laughs> yeah, you said it. Check because I'm an agent of chaos. Let's go ahead and I'm going to use a story point to upgrade. Sure. Okay. If we get a despair, you've yelled at the wrong person, and that was an <laughs> entirely different mob chasing us. <laughs> you yelled at a cop, and now. Um, well, that's and that's literally my thing is that I pissed somebody off. <laughs> um, okay, you can go ahead and roll. Okay. Okay. Hey. Um. So yeah, that is four more success. Woo. Finally. Um, so you're you're screaming and flexing. Yeah, you you're up at the front of this, just screaming at people and pointing them over to the side, and they kind of look over your shoulder and see this gigantic <laughs> Goliath with just massive guns, um, just like pointing, and screaming. Yes, um, and they're like pulling aside, and then because you kind of angered them and they're annoyed they're like whatever they quickly like cut back in right behind you disrupting mm-hmm. your pursuers a little bit um so they're trying to get around you or get around them um okay everybody is gone so we can go back to the top of the next round so whoever would like to go can go um i, I think eris would like to try try to keep keep working on the engine engine okay. i guess quote unquote so i mean what i have in mind is eris is sort of like Hanging halfway out of the skiff, trying to work, work these arcane marks onto the, um, onto the hull of the ship while while her, you know, scarf and coat are flapping yeah. around. You could absolutely use mechanics for that if you'd rather not um, use artifice. That is much better and won't cost me strain. So I would uh, love yeah. to use mechanics. Uh, yeah, and it's a better um, roll too, actually. Why not? You're fiddling with the mechanics of the machine. Let's sure. Use another story yep. point. Nope. Totally. Um, okay, it is your role. So at um, some point she get. I mean, I don't. What is the, what is the engine idea on a ship like this? On a, on a sky cab. So um, happy thoughts. I, I assume it's working on the innate manifest zone of Sharn that allows. Yes, I mean, for flight this would not, easier. This would not work outside of Sharn. Right. Um, also, it's made of sorewood, obviously. Right. Um, but what but propels I, it? I imagine there's some kind of small, um, because obviously it couldn't be like an elemental or a method because manipulation of those is reserved for dragon marks individuals. Um, 
I imagine it's some kind of perpetual um, spell of some kind, like like you you contain fireball in some mm-hmm. way and like focus the the explosion of it. You have an engine that propels you forward. So, so some, Eris is basically. Like that. Eris is basically hacking this and adding an additional layer of it and chaining them together in a way that, you know, in the right circumstances, would just cause the entire thing to explode. Um, but happily, in this case, did not. It's a risk she's like, willing to take. It is would a risk like, she's willing to take. Would you like Kath to bark, we need to go faster so you can shoot back? I'm giving her all she's got. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather the gold bloom must go faster, must go faster. Yes. Um, Okay, so um, so yeah, that's two success and a threat. Um, take a strain for sure. your troubles. Um, okay, who would like to go next? Um, Milo continues pointing out directions. Okay. Um, Milo, you could also do something to try and slow them down if you want, but if you just want to keep pointing out directions, that's totally fine. Okay, um, so you're doing knowledge underworld? Underworld. Okay, two success. Okay, so um, Milo points to Sigil, um, uh, a pathway that goes straight down through an old broken tower of Sharn, and then has a doorway that leads out. And so you all very quickly like feel the skiff leave from under you as you drop straight down, um, as Sigil kind of does a, a tilt-a-whirl move down into this, and like quickly pulls up, and you all shoot out. Um, and as you look behind you, there is no sign of Warforged or a skiff uh, that was chasing you. Um, and so you all breathe a sigh of relief as um, it seems like you have gotten away this time uh, with the manifest in hand. Um, so you are able to um, head back um, to the Lower Menthus Plateau in the dead of night. Um, you go and meet up with Grum um, to deliver the manifest to him. Did I have uh, the manifest? I yes. hope so. <laughs> yeah, sure. You got uh, it. Well, the good thing I did not misplace it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I knew about it all along. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Grum is uh, sitting in your all's favorite spot, talking to Olfen as the dinner crowd has left. You all head to the four sales where Grum is chatting with Olfen after the dinner rush uh, has left. Um, and Grum sees you all walk in. It's like, looks at his pocket watch. Took a little bit longer than normal. Everything go okay? A little bit more trouble than we expected. What happened? Someone, in, someone came in as we were leaving. Who? Like, someone? Um, a woman and some warforged. With progressively more intimidating poses as she went. It's a weird detail to include, Raynaud. It's a weird detail. Well, it could be a personality trait, I don't know. <laughs> we, well, yeah. we did not get a name. All right. Well, did you get the manifest? Yes. Give okay. it to him. <laughs> Take out the manifest and hand it over. That's what I will do because I have it. Here you are. <laughs> Raynaud, we have done like 
dozens of these debriefings. And every time, you're so weird about it. And I don't understand. <clears throat> it just got lost in the details this time. I'm sorry. Um, he kind of glances at the manifests. All right. I'm sure the clan will be happy with this. Um, well, good work. Um, Kath will take care of payment. Um, and yeah, I'll let you know when we have another job. Just uh, keep up the good work. Great. Thank you. Um, Hob orders a drink. What do we get paid? Um, for this job, um, you all get, um, let's say, the upfront payment is a hundred silver pieces. Ooh. Oh. Um, you all, the 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 crew will get a percentage of the take. Um, on what Boromar makes off of the raw material sa- sales or wh- whatever they end up doing with it, you might, you'll you have a percentage down the line as long as there is some profit return on it. So okay. um, God, We're going to have to keep a list of invoices, <laughs> make sure that we... So is, I'm, I'm sorry. Is I that, could take care of that. Is that 100 split among our little team that just oh, ran each, this? Each, or each, sorry. Okay. Each. Plus, I got but, 15 from... Scavenging yeah, their bodies from theft. <laughs> <laughs> they were I mean, dead. Strictly speaking, all of the silver we just made was from theft. <laughs> Grum also remarks that he needs your W two at some po- or W four at some point, Hob. But, um, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Olfin is behind the bar. And, uh, any exciting stories from tonight? Uh, oh my, uh, Olfin! It was it was fantastic. The the Warforged we encountered were um, stronger than any Warforged I've ever seen. Ah. They should have seen it. They put Hob on his back in nothing flat. <laughs> really? <laughs> Hob, I've never seen you go down in a fight. About that drink. Oh, here you go. Um, I, I'm just going to put I my assume thing. you're in here enough that he knows your drink order. So, yeah, what is big. Your, what? Big. Large, <laughs> large is the order. Big, big, large. That's that's what the drink is called. That's the cocktail on the menu. The big, it's a, large. It's a big, large. It's served in a small glass. <laughs> so, and it's called so were, the these war, <laughs> were these Warforge uh, bigger than normal? Were they hob-sized? No, they were regular-sized Warforged. It just hit hob bigger. Oh, so you're telling okay. me. See, I was holding a door, and... Uh, <laughs> That I wasn't able to react as quickly as I would have liked to. And uh, yeah, they got me. Well, so something... first he was unsuccessful oh. and I helped him then. But I but I think that was my fault. I, I think that I I over... I, 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 I'm not sure. I overdid um, the the spell on his, on his bracer somehow. I haven't quite figured out what went wrong. So, so, so that's just Eris overclocked my bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the story we're going with. Yeah. I so, did. Oh, go I ahead. did manage to put a dent in the other ones later. Well, that's good. That's good. So, heard talk of a woman that gave you all trouble in there. Yes, I'll show you all the poses she did. 
Well, she didn't really give us trouble. We we got out just fine. Hmm. Uh, but she acted like she wanted to give us trouble. Well, nice to see you all got out safe and sound. And you all uh, quietly drink your drinks, exchanging conversation um, until it's time to go home. And that's it for session one, <laughs> campaign two, um, end of episode. Woo! Very long, very long episode to cut up later. Um, <laughs> thank you all so much for listening. If you want to be part of the conversation, you can head on over to our Facebook group, the Geek Pantheon, or you can join our <laughs> Discord. <laughs> so sorry. I thought I, I, <laughs> norm, normally I mute it, but this one snuck up on me. <laughs> Hey guys, I sneeze sometimes. I don't know what to tell you. Or you can join our discords. <laughs> I'm going to let Trevor compose himself real quick before we continue. <laughs> you freaking um, child. Um, you can also join our discord server, the Geek Pantheon. We have links for that uh, both on Facebook and on our website, thegeekpantheon.com. Um we also have a wonderful Patreon community. If you want to be a part of that and help support the show, you can head to patreon.com slash thegeekpantheon uh, to see all the tiers we have and consider joining that community. Um, we are also proudly part of the D20 Radio podcasting network. Um, if you head to d20radio.com, you will find the best little gaming blog on the interwebs with new articles that go up daily and a podcast tab with all the great shows on the channel, uh, including The Forge Podcast, which is a Genesis RPG podcast dedicated to um, creations that go up on the Foundry, uh, the Genesis section of Drive-Thru RPG. Um, it's a great show with GM Chris and GM Hooli. Um, they break down all things Genesis, and it's been a wonderful tool in the creation of all of the homebrew stuff I had to make for this campaign. So definitely go give them a listen. Um, Before we I stop. Think, yes. Uh, you told them in a session zero we were going to roll the obligation roll at the end of episodes. Thank you. To look ahead. Um, also, we yes. need our experience. Yes. Um, so, uh, before we sign off, um, you all uh, earned 15 experience tonight, or today. Uh, 15 experience for the adventure completion. Um, and we are going to roll obligation to see if anybody is going to um, have some interesting complications come up in the next adventure. Um, if I recall correctly, um, Eris, you took 10 extra obligation. Is that correct? That's correct. <clears throat> okay. Uh, nobody else took any extra. So that gives Cowards. us a total <laughs> a total group obligation of 50. So Eris is going to be 0 through 20. Milo will be 21 through 30. Um, Reynard will be 31 through 40. And Hob will be 41 through 50. Roll a D100. And 87. Divide by no two. Oblig oh, no oh, obligation. I see. I didn't, yeah, because, I didn't know that was an option. Yeah, if you roll above, then nothing happens, which is why as the group obligation gets higher, the likelihood of right. something happening increases. So, okay. So no obligation triggered for next time. So um, just a regular old adventure. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Once again, I am your game master, Eric. I'm Philip. I'm Trevor. I'm Randy. I'm Jeff. And we will see you next time. Bye.